Welcome to the G3 Podcast, a weekly podcast focused on the Christian life where we examine doctrinal and cultural issues that impact God's church. My name is Josh Bice, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jeremy Voilo. Well, Jeremy, here we are on the other side of the 2020 G3 conference. So I know that you're quite rested and and you're just ready to charge life. Is that right? Man, it took me a week to to recover from that thing. I, it's a hundred miles an hour. There's there's a lot going. It was awesome this year. Um, really, really great conference. Yeah, it was it was really good. It's been it's been extremely busy for me. I have not quite um, recovered at this point, but. But we're headed there anyway. It's been it's been a really good time. Always very encouraging to get together with a group of people uh, every G three and to worship God together collectively, and to be able to you know just engage in in relationships and to you know share time there. Just you know greeting people or else sitting and, and sharing meals together. It's always a, a wonderful time. But I think we should talk about the G3 and just sort of review what we learned and some things, maybe some takeaways from the conference. So I know that lots of people who come to the conference, they chat about it afterwards, they circle up, they have debriefing meetings, maybe with their groups or their families or their churches. I thought it'd be really encouraging today if we should just share some things that each of us individually just walked away with that was you know encouraging to us or that helped us in a specific way. Yeah, I mean, you have to. There's just so much. I mean, from morning to night for three days, you're getting fed from the sermons, from the fellowship, the interaction. There's just so much. You kind of have to pause and sit and maybe even take a day to just work through your notes, work through in your mind what happened, what was said, the areas of conviction and encouragement, and just debrief. And so um, I know I've had to do that, and, and it's been good. So I've got a few a few thoughts of takeaways. I know you do too as well that I think could be helpful for some people after the conference. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, for me, I think I wanted to just say a couple of things um, as far as one of the sermons I was listening to um, during the conference was very helpful to me. And it was by Joel Beakey as he was, as he was preaching on a Puritan view of worship. Now, of course, when I was working through the different, um, the different topics and, trying to assign people or are working through the issues leading up to the conference as far as what each individual preacher would actually cover. When I was talking with him about this very topic, I knew that he would do a great job because obviously he's written so much on the Puritans, right? But every time that he preaches on the Puritans or says something about the Puritans in his sermons, it's always an encouragement to me because I think that so many people have this this really muddied view, if you will, some sort of a uh, perhaps not even an accurate understanding of who the Puritans were. And so to hear a man who reads and has written so much and studied so much about the Puritans talk about their worship was greatly encouraging to me. One of the things that I think he was pressing on um, in his sermon was that the Puritans took worship seriously. In other words, they they approached worship 
uh, with a certain posture that we could learn from. So they were not so casual in their approach to worship like we see today in the evangelical circles that we often, you know, overlap with. And so they were very much intentional about the Lord's day, for instance, blocking off the world and that this is a day in which we're going to focus on worshiping God. But yet also leading up to the corporate gathering on the Lord's day, they were very much engaged in family worship so that they were teaching their children that what happens on the Lord's day is not some weird thing because it's exactly what dad's been doing in the home leading up to this gathering with our collective group of families. So for me, it's always encouraging. And I'm thinking about, you know, me as a father and how I could shepherd my children well. So takeaway number one for me, home run, Dr. Beaky on the Puritan view of worship. I've got a cool Beaky story from the conference. I was uh, in the green room preparing for my session and Dr. Beaky came in and was reviewing some of his notes for his message. And so we were sitting next to each other there in the back room and he asked me what I was speaking on and I shared with him, I was speaking on the, the reality of worship at the site of hell. And of course, that's a heavy, heavy subject. And so he asked to pray for me. And as we're praying, it was just this profound prayer of crying out to the Lord to help. But in it, he began to quote a conversation between Robert Murray McShane and Horatius Bonar. Where, where McShane asks Horatius what he had preached on, and, and Horatius says it was the subject of hell. And Bonar or, or McShane replies, I hope you did it with tears. And I took that from that prayer right before I went up to preach and uh, actually incorporated it into my sermon. It was, it was so fitting. Um, but you're right. He's just, he's just the, the authority on, on uncovering the theology and lives of the Puritans and, and that subject of, of family worship, man, it's so helpful. And, and especially at a conference like that, where you're going to be fed so much yourself, but then you want to take these things you've learned and pour them out to others. And so for fathers and mothers to know that leaving that conference to go into their homes and to, to daily open up the word of God with their kids, what a helpful topic and, and great instruction there. Um, my takeaway, my first takeaway and it doesn't, I mean, it's not even um, just about this one conference this year at G3. It's more about G3 in total. But but again, just conversations I was having with a lot of the people attending. It's amazing to see that this conference, how the Lord is using it to create theological foundations for people. People are coming. There's so many attendees who have so many diverse backgrounds theologically in the church world. And it's really giving people, the G3 conference is giving people the biblical lens on very fundamental foundational issues. Just think about the conferences, the, the last couple, I mean, you think about missions and, and what missions is, you think this year on worship and the the vital subject that is really, it's the goal of the gospel that, that God is seeking worshipers, true worshipers. And so people are coming with all sorts of theological baggage, all sorts of theological backgrounds. And I spoke to more multiple people uh, who were just saying, I didn't know why the Lord brought me here. And I just chose this conference. I saw it advertised or I knew somebody who was coming. So they chose to come and they were just blown away 
by the the precision of the teaching, by the depth of the teaching, by the commitment to simply teaching the word of God. You don't see guys up there, um, you know, doing doing magic skits. It's these men just standing behind a pulpit and opening God's word and expounding it. So I love the fact that G3 is creating theological foundations for people. And, and that was all, you know, all the more evident this year. Well, you know, I, I'm glad to hear you say that because one of the, as you know, one of the foundational aspects of G3, one of our goals is to be a champion of the local church and to be uh, trying to help further a commitment to healthy church life. And uh, what better way to do that than to encourage pastors and church leaders and so yeah, this is a this is a goal that we continue to strive for each year. Oh yeah, and and I think it's exciting to see how when the conference is growing numerically, we're not excited about numbers for numbers' sake, but it's because the impact and the influence of the conference is growing to more and more people. That's so exciting to see. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. what you just said leads me to my second takeaway, um, which is. The, the attendees were encouraged to encourage. And again, that's just a staple of the conference. But speaking with people throughout the weekend, there are times when we can visit places, whether it's another church or a conference. And as encouraging as the conference was for my soul, it's kind of discouraging when I look at my circumstances because I kind of think, oh, now I have to leave. The weekend's over. But one of the themes and conversations I was having, Josh, was how excited people were to leave G3 with what they'd been given, the encouragement they received to go back to their local context and encourage. Because a lot of these guys, these, these families, these men and women, they're, they're coming from churches where they're not hearing a commitment to scripture, where they're not given a right biblical perspective. And I mean, you, as we talk with people, it's all kinds of circumstances, but to see that they're actually coming to G3 and being encouraged to go back to their churches and to care for the, the people in their church and not to just be, you know, a rogue Christian, but to go back and say, okay, in areas where I've learned and had a greater understanding, I want to bring that to others around me and encourage them. So by having people come and attend the conference, it's not only encouraging the individual, but it's encouraging churches because people are going back to their churches to encourage them. I, I love that theme. as, And it's in conversation after conversation. Absolutely. And that's, again, touching at the heart of what we're seeking to accomplish. And I had similar conversations as you did on that same sort of trajectory there. So that's just, again, really encouraging. Um, I think we... Takeaway number two for me would be, um, and, and again, I'm not sharing these in the exact order, but I would say probably the biggest takeaway for me was, and it was just a privilege to be quite honest, was to have one of my heroes in the faith, Dr. MacArthur, to have him with us to preach in the G3 conference to the attendees, to be able to introduce him to uh, the conference, to be able to share time with him. But, you know, again, the way that I introduced him should speak to this issue because, you know, when I was first converted and then was being discipled soon thereafter related to, you know, the pulpit ministry, 
my pastor said to me, he said, you know, the very first commentary series that you need to purchase is John MacArthur's New Testament commentary series. And so, again, that was, and I don't typically purchase full commentary series. Uh, sometimes I will purchase one or two volumes, the, the best of a, a particular series. And yet with his, it's sort of like Calvin series. You know, you just want the whole thing. And I've learned so much by reading and studying and listening to this man preach for so long. And then, you know, again, he had one of his church members was actually there in the in the conference and has has been uh, pastored faithfully by Dr. MacArthur for some 40-something years. And so to hear her speaking about his faithfulness behind the scenes was just a really encouraging thing. So once again, here's a man that we know by name, by the the many books that he's written, uh, the conferences that he's spoken in, but yet at the same time, we must remember that here's a man that's a giant among preachers in our era, but he is a pastor to a local church, which again hits the, 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 the heart, the core of who G3 is and what we're seeking to accomplish. So having a man that's not just a celebrity you know, preacher, but a man who is a pastor at heart. Uh, to come and then again to just, to, you know, in the first Q and A, here I am uh, seated there with all the other men, and we're really just listening to Doctor MacArthur give the answers, and rightly so. I might have, you know, engaged in two of the the answers during that that panel discussion because here's a man who's walked for so long, and he's been a faithful shepherd and a and just a, a skilled expositor, and yet. He's the king of the one-liners. I mean, if you're if you're watching that Q and A, I mean, he's just pithy answers. Uh, here he is, uh, over eighty years of age, and he's just quick with his wit and theological precision. So again, what a treat! Takeaway number two for me, Doctor MacArthur being with us, and it was evident in his sermon too, wasn't it? You have all these men. Uh, talking about different dimensions of worship, and then Pastor John comes behind the pulpit, and it's essentially, what does God say in the Bible about worship? <laughs> Let's walk through all of Scripture. And he just presented to us this this macro view of, of worship, and then dialed into, you know, one of, if not the preeminent passage in the New Testament, John 4, on worship. Um, only Pastor John can do that in that way. Um yeah, really special. I was so excited. You know, I'm one of those who, not for 40 years, but I have the privilege of my wife and I being here at Grace Church. And so coming back from the conference on Saturday, uh, standing in the pulpit on Sunday morning was Pastor MacArthur. Yeah. And so it, it's a it's a unique uh, uh, privilege. But I was excited for the attendees of G3 because it really was a special opportunity to, to sit under his ministry and to interact with him and, and hear him. Mm -hmm. um, it's really special to see. I mean, the best of men are men at best, but God has chosen men to be the means through which he he, use, he spreads his gospel. And and to see a man so powerfully used over so many years, so consistently, a man of such integrity, um, that was really special for the attendees of G3. Mm. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's it's good to see that that, the conference is committed to what Pastor John's committed to, which is the the exposition of the word. 
the commitment to to sola scriptura mm. um yeah that was that was that was really special um i enjoyed that a lot well uh my third takeaway was kind of uh, around the theme of the conference um, regarding worship. And it was the all-encompassing nature of worship. And like I just mentioned with Pastor John's message, you you just see it from the macro perspective, biblical theology perspective, from Genesis to Revelation, what scripture, what God says about worship. But as each man got up and, and spoke, there was being touched on a different dimension of worship and each dimension had different demands upon my life. Um, each dimension displayed the glory of God in a, in another way. Um, it really was three days of taking the diamond of the character and attributes, the actions of God and just looking at them through, through the different glimmers of light. And each man had a different, a different take and, and was coming with different passages of scripture and, and shining a new light on the diamond of who God is and what he's done. And it really led us in this climactic uh, exaltation of God, where Dr. Lawson's ending, where he's basically just ushering us into the throne room of heaven and showing us this great God. And so very literally, um, worship is all encompassing from hell to heaven and everything in between. And it was just stunning to reflect on that and to meditate on, on the various dimensions of, of his character and actions. So, um, and, and that's just what G3 does, whatever the, the subject matter, you know you're going to get a, a balanced, well-rounded diet on the issue. And so very helpful for me. I, I was learning so much from each of the speakers um, about the various various texts that they were expounding. Mm, yeah. What did you think about the way you, you mentioned Dr. Lawson in the final sermon there from Revelation 5, but then to seeing with 5,300 and some odd people, you know, Andrew Peterson's song, Is He Worthy, to close it out? I mean, that was that was good stuff. Andrew Peterson's Is He Worthy is just about as close to Amazing Grace as in terms of, you know, uninspired inspiration, where it's like, this is yeah. this is what heaven's going to sound like. I mean, as far as my fallen ears can tell, it's going to be so much more glorious as we're, we're revealed in, in Revelation. But my goodness, it, it doesn't get this side of heaven. It doesn't get much, much greater. Yeah, I was, I, I posted just a short clip of of the the song and you know the musicians leading us in in singing that song as i was preparing to go to the microphone for the final you know uh, closing words and just you know unfortunately i wasn't able to be out in the middle if if i'd had it my way i would have been out in the very center of the room with everyone singing but i was at the front and so i was catching everyone's voices like coming towards me and so I just, you know, picked up my phone and tried to catch just a, a glimpse of it. You know, I, I posted it on, on the Instagram account there. But, but again, just, j- just a privilege to be able to sing, to be able to worship, to be able to think and study the subject of worship. I mean, just a tremendous, tremendous weekend. So it was a, a wonderful time. I think 
takeaway number three for me would be just in terms of, as you mentioned, the conversations that you enjoyed and that you had, but for me to be able to stand with, you know, a line of people, and this happened on several different occasions, but there was one time on uh, Friday and then another time on Saturday morning. And then again, at the close of the conference, so really three specific times. Twice I stood in the G3 booth, and then once I stood at the very front of the conference uh, as they're tearing things down and, and cleaning up at the close of the conference. And a line of people waited to speak to me to basically just encourage me in all of this transition that we're entering into with G3. So G3 conference, now G3 ministries, and then the micro conferences that we're going to roll out and the expository preaching workshops. And so all of these transitions, people are saying to me, listen, our church will benefit from this. Please work hard. Thank you for doing this. I mean, just all of the kind words of encouragement. So if you're listening to this podcast and you stood in that line and you spoke to me, I want to say thank you for that. It was an encouragement to me. I was greatly tired, uh, you know, working through the conference getting to the conference, facilitating, preaching. The night before I preached, my daughter was in the hospital at midnight. I mean, just lots of stuff going on. But yet, at the same time, people were coming to encourage me to say, you know, keep up the good work. And so, again, I am really thrilled, Jeremy, about where we are, where we're headed, looking to the future to see how we're going to be able to to develop good material and content for local churches to use. So, yeah, that's takeaway number three for me, all of the attendees and, and all of the encouragement that, that I received indiv- you know, f- from uh, individuals along the weekend. The, the volunteers and everyone you have on your team. I mean, Josh, I know firsthand that you're putting in tireless, long hours. I mean, a lot of time is, is, is going into this from you personally, which affects obviously your whole family's working with you and supporting you, but then to have your church on board the way they are and to see that this isn't just one man's vision and he's kind of driving everybody. Mm. This is the church collectively excited, jumping on board, serving and to see, you know, I, I, I know a lot of the fires that you had to put out. There was technical difficulties there logistical difficulties, and for the attendee, everything went off without a without a glitch. Well, but it's I mean, because I think there were a couple of times that the lights went out in the exhibit hall. <laughs> well, okay, maybe I can't say without a glitch technically, but but for the majority experience, it was it nobody would have known the tireless work that was going into making this a smooth experience, and that's just because of the selfless service starting from you and and all the way through Praise Mill Baptist Church and the volunteers, incredible. Yeah. I do want to. I do want to um, hit on that though. You said the changes. I think it would be good to to as everyone's caught their breath to reiterate some of those changes and how how those changes have come about. What's the motivation for those changes? Um, mm-hmm. There's some logistical changes, but these were really driven by a motivation for like everything G three, the local church. Yeah. Again, uh, we have now transitioned into a 501c3, so it's an official nonprofit. Uh, G3 Ministries exists for the glory of God and the strengthening of local churches. And so, yes, we are 
you know, operating a ministry now, but it's birthed out of our local church and the local church that I serve will be continuing to be, you know, engaged and involved in serving this, you know, serving attendees through this conference and through various events that we might engage with or in. Um, I was talking with Paul Washer and we were just, you know, chatting with a couple of people and someone was mentioning, you know, the, the service of the church and, you know, hoping that we'll always keep it that way. And and Paul basically spoke up and said, if, if Josh ever removes the, the involvement and the engagement of the local church from the conference, I'm going to beat the living daylights out of him. And so I thought, you know, again, that just speaks to the heart and the heartbeat of this conference. What we're seeking to accomplish is not just trying to have a lot of people come and get in one room and sing together or to listen to people speak. The idea is that local churches would be impacted and that local churches would be strengthened and encouraged and built up in the faith. And that what happens in that exhibit hall would actually impact local churches. So connections made with ministries and that sort of thing. So again, all of these transitions, we talk about transitions. A lot of it will include things such as the development of um, media content. So videos, interviews with speakers and uh, discussing specific topics and doctrinal issues, ebooks, uh, Bible study materials, all of this is going to come through the channels of the G3 app and then the website, which we're really going to transform into a toolbox for ministry. So we're asking for people to uh, consider and to pray earnestly about you know the possibility of partnering with us. And as as people see the vision and understand the goals, then they can simply open their G3 app. And at the bottom, there's a little button there that says giving, and they can schedule a $5 or $10 donation per month, and you can schedule it on there. It takes about five minutes total to do this, and it'll just be a reoccurring gift. And what that will do is it will actually fund the development of these you know, various different teaching resources or uh, uh, small group Bible study resources and that sort of thing. So Again, these transitions are are in motion now, but it's going to require people understanding what our goals are and then believing in that and then trying to help help fund it along the way. Yeah, it's very exciting. And I think um, it will be uh, an enormous encouragement to local churches, especially as we have those smaller regional conferences throughout um, the, the nation where we're able to take a lot of these resources directly to the front front door of, of many of these these churches and, and communities. So that's exciting. Well, I'm excited to be involved. I'm excited to see what God is doing. Um, if, if you didn't know about G3 and attended this year for the first time, which during my, my session, Josh, I asked people to raise their hands who had been here for the first time. And I mean, it was like at least half the room the first time. It was just stunning to see. And um, it's just amazing to see the 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 impact that it's making. And so thank you. Um, I know I speak for a lot of people when I say thank you. And and thank you, Praise Mill. Uh, thank you for the sacrifices you guys are making. It's not all glitz and glamour. Um, there is a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it. Um, and so uh, God God is 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 doing great things through, through the ministry. So we're excited to see that. 
uh, continue and expand. Well, thank you, Jeremy, for your involvement as well. Uh, privileged to serve with you and always enjoy this podcast as we seek to encourage other believers. And again, as I think about, you know, wrapping things up this year, I think about the the big announcement that we made. We talked about some of those transitions, but it also involves us partnering directly with the Master Seminary and Grace to You. So we would encourage you to learn more about the Master Seminary. You can find out more information on their website. You can also find out uh, how to engage with the teaching ministry of John MacArthur through Grace to You. And so we commend those resources to you. Uh, Again, we're looking forward to next January. We're going to be gathering for something very unique since we've moved the G3 conference, the national conference to October. Next January, we're actually going to be taking a cruise. We're calling it the G3 at Sea. So if you're interested in joining Jeremy and I and Vody Bauckham and also Phil Johnson, then we would encourage you to find out more at g3cruise.com. But until next time, we hope that you will be encouraged in the gospel of Jesus Christ and that you will serve Christ faithfully through your local church. May God bless you.